Welcome to the SOAP video series from Oak Tree Community Church in South Bend, Indiana. We are almost to the end of the book of Jeremiah. We have two sessions two left, right? Yeah. It's always good being almost done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to be in, so here, here's the big overview. We're starting in chapter 45 and we'll go through 52 right. over the next two sessions. Right. Okay. But out of those chapters, all of them, except for 45 and 52, are just prophecy about foreign nations. From 46 yeah. to 51, it's just God through Jeremiah pounding. Yeah, that's a good, because I was going to say, sometimes prophecy can be good and sometimes yeah. bad, and I think it's this all the way bad. Pretty much, yeah. This is pretty much bad. So we start with some really neat encouragement. I definitely want to take some time in 45, yep. and then next time uh, we'll, we'll end with chapter 52, which is more historical narrative, but yep. the in-between... Yeah, it's yeah. just a lot of. So so let's back up a little bit. So so where we're at at this point is Jerusalem has has fallen. Yeah. Uh, at this point, so we think, oh, we're finally done, but we're not because there's always a bunch of cleanup. Yeah. And and last week, King Nebuchadnezzar gave Jeremiah choices, which was kind of odd, right? Yeah. Because everybody else is dying. Yeah. And and with know, no choice. I yeah. Know, options you, at all. You get choices. Where do you want to go? And we'll help you get there. Um, so King Nebuchadnezzar, he appointed a governor. That governor's been assassinated. So things are still in a turmoil yeah. and kind of going crazy. And a group of people came to Jeremiah and said, we need your help. Where should we go? Where, you know, what should we do? Where should we go? So Jeremiah said, well, I'll pray to God. Praise to God. Ten days later, you should stay in Jerusalem. So they immediately take Left Jeremiah Egypt. and they go to Egypt, <laughs> right? So you know nothing good is going to happen there, and that's what we found out last yeah. week. And along with Jeremiah was Jeremiah's friend that went, yeah. and you always pronounce his name different than I would pronounce it. Yeah, Baruch. 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 Yeah. Baruch. Baruch. yeah. It means it means uh, be blessed, actually, which is really it's it's yeah. interesting as we come into chapter forty five. It means it means. Uh, 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 be blessed, or like in the song, blessed be the name of the phrase, blessed be the name. Right. That would be the blessed would, be. Oh, nice. The blessed be is, yeah. is Baruch. So you should remember him because he's the one that actually wrote down everything Jeremiah did and then took the scroll, went before the king and was <laughs> reading it. And as he was reading it, um, king Zedekiah would cut off the piece that he already read and throw it in the fire. Yeah. So in effect, he took the book of Jeremiah and burned it. Yeah. So um, Barak. Baruch. Baruch. It uh, comes from the same root, though, because Barak means to bless, and Baruch is blessed be, uh, or be blessed. So okay. we're, we're close. Okay. <laughs> That guy, yeah, <laughs> um, stupid vowels. Yeah, uh, he went and wrote it down again. Yeah, right. with more and well, added, yeah, add, add right, which stuff is, to which it. is cool. So if we think about it, you made a comment one time. I'm not sure if it made it on or not. That isn't this the book of Jeremiah? Yeah. So is this the would this have been the book of Jeremiah? Yeah, probably. Um, I think there were probably uh, some some like we've learned that you know Jeremiah sent a letter to the exiles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That may have been included. I don't know that we have everything. We may have yeah. everything, but I don't. I don't think we can, can you know definitively say everything that Baruch wrote down is what we have. Um, so okay, so but a lot of it, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. So this chapter, chapter 45, is all about Baruch. Yeah. I finally get it right. Yeah, you got it. All five verses. All five <laughs> verses. It's the shortest <laughs> chapter in the whole. Yeah. Uh, back to fun facts here. Jeremiah, even though it is shorter in 
in by number of chapters, it's only 52 chapters, yeah. it's longer content than any of the other, let's say, prophets, okay? So it's a long, long book. Lots of verses in, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, this is the shortest chapter, five verses, and yeah, it's all about this guy. Yeah. So, so here's verse three, and this is God saying what this guy had already said. Mm-hmm. And it said, uh, you have said, I feel so hopeless, for the Lord has added sorrow to my suffering. I am worn out from groaning. I can't find any rest. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds bad, but this guy's been through a lot. He has been through a lot. Right. Yeah. The, right. The whole His whole nation, um, as far as he knows, is going to be dead. Yeah. Right. Now, God has told him it's not. He hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. But he knows that a whole bunch of people went to Babylon. He knows some people are in Egypt. He's been working closely with Jeremiah. There's one bad message Who, after yeah, another. Right. I mean, it's got, it had to have grown heavy on him, grown, you know, he had to have grown weary, yeah. you know, of, of, of this. Right. Uh, by the way, quick note, uh, verse one says that this happened in the fourth year that Jehoiakim was, uh, the son of Josiah was ruling over Judah. That fourth year of Jehoiakim, has shown up a lot in Jeremiah. It's like we keep yeah. coming back to that year because that was right at the beginning. This is the 605, right at the beginning of Nebuchadnezzar's reign when he comes to take Israel, or Judah, the rather, time. the first time. Yeah. So every time we come back to this happened in the fourth year, this happened in the fourth year, this happened in the fourth year, we're talking f- real early, major, yeah. major beginning of this, of this whole thing. So that means that Baruch here, even very early on, knew what was going to happen. Knew what was going to It was getting it tired. Was, and was, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they hadn't ripped up the book yet, burnt it yet. They hadn't, yeah. a lot of these things hadn't happened yet. Right. right. And he's already, he's already saying, oh man, what is this world coming to? Right. So God responds with, dude, I'm in the middle of executing my plans, right? I, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of tearing down Jerusalem. I'm going to tear down the rest of the world. And, and that's what, what Daniel alluded to uh, that we'll hit some this week and the next week. Yeah. And he said, and you're looking for great things? Yeah. You know, isn't that, isn't that a little too much? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was a little harsh. Yeah, right? but but there's it's still encouraging because yep. there's, it is. Th- there's the aspect that Sometimes we we are afraid to make our feelings known. We're afraid that God's going to zap us if we tell him what we really think or whatever. And here he is just pouring it all out and God listens yep. and God responds. And he says, hold on a second. You're not seeing the big picture. I am at work here. I know what it looks like from your perspective, but don't forget that there's another perspective. Right. And then he also says to him, I'm about to bring disaster on all of humanity but I'll allow you to escape with yeah. your life. Yeah. Right. So, 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 so there is definitely grace. Yeah. Yeah. A ton of grace. And, and, and Baruch was not doing this because he was a bad guy. He was not a rebel. He's truly wanted what was best for Judah. He truly wanted to honor and serve God. And he was just getting tired of the, the, you know, ministry, right? He was tired of the, of the everything. And uh, God was gracious, and He paid attention. So, so God told him not to go to Egypt. Yeah. Now, am I right in thinking it was the people 
it wasn't necessarily Jeremiah and and this guy that yeah. he, that he told not to go. They were kind of uh, we, we keep saying kidnapped, and yeah. it was it was kind of a nice term. Yeah, right? yeah. They were brought along with them. Right. So they really didn't have a choice. So so it does make sense that for the for the people that intentionally went to Egypt when God said not to, that bad things are going to happen to yeah. them. While um, um, Jeremiah and the other guy. Yeah, will come out unscathed. Yeah, see, the, because the thing is, like we talked about last time, is that um, you know one of Jeremiah's prophecies, you know, he put the the, the rock under the dirt. You know, this is where Nebuchadnezzar is going to to sit his throne. You know, and, and right. everything, because the reason they were going to Egypt was to um, uh, save themselves. They were going to find refuge in Egypt. Egypt will protect us. Nebuchadnezzar is going to come into Jerusalem. Egypt will protect us. So we're going to go down to Egypt. God said, no, I'm going to protect you if you stay here. No, no, no. Egypt will protect us. He's like, okay, but Nebuchadnezzar is going to destroy Egypt. And if you're in Egypt, (laughs) you're going to be destroyed too. So yeah, Jeremiah and Baruch were kidnapped. They were taken down there. It was against their, they didn't want to go, but they weren't there looking for no refuge. Really looking for refuge. Yeah, right. yeah. That's why it was everybody else right. and not them. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now we have we hit chapter forty six. Yeah. Right. And we and we have uh, at least five chapters, if not more. Yeah, five or six. Of yeah. bad things are going to happen to this nation. Bad things are going to happen to that nation. Yeah. So so we see God kind of taking care of all of His business at once. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that, so a couple of a couple of things. First of all, there's going to be some very specific names mentioned, specific countries or cities, right. and uh, we can put it up on a map here. We can show you that it's going to be Egypt. There's uh, Babylon. There's modern day Jordan. There's Persia and Iran. There's Syria. Basically. Everybody Everything. around Israel, right. everybody around Israel is right. going to. Uh, so is this even back to uh, the promised land time? Um, some some of the people. Oh um, no, uh, no, this was all still going to be. This was all still going to be. Well, I know it's future. Yeah, I know it's future event, but um, uh, I can't think of anybody in there. Uh, the Philistines. The Philistines. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they were still they were still there. Uh, David subjected them when he was a king, and Solomon still you know taxed and everything, but they never wiped them out. They were still sort of like a thorn in the side of right. Israel. But they're one of the nations that that God does deal with, and is He dealing with them because of what happened previous? Oh yeah, partially yeah. Okay yeah yeah partially. Sorry. I totally botched that whole question, <laughs> but I think you get the idea there. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, a lot of these. So, for instance, uh, when we get over to chapter uh, 48, for instance, 48 and 49, at the end of this week's reading, we have Moab, we have Ammon, we have uh, Edom. Okay. Moab was a um, basically a cousin. Okay. So, Abraham's nephew Lot. Right. And his daughters, when they escaped Sodom and Gomorrah back in Genesis 19, uh, his daughters, when they were hiding out in the cave, got dad drunk, and they both became impregnated Okay, by their drunken father, Lot. Right. Well, their sons were Moab and Ammon. 
Okay. Okay. So, so those two is... are cousins, and then they're cousins then of like Isaac and Jacob, and so they're Israel's cousins. They're in modern day Jordan. Okay, so if you think of the map, you're just on the other side of the Dead Sea, mm -hmm. basically, right? Um, in fact, Amman is the capital of Jordan. It's still you can still trace some yeah, of its wow. name back there, right? Edom was Esau, Jacob's twin brother. Esau, right. his family down there at the southeast corner, still sort of modern day Jordan. You're getting into the Arabian Peninsula a little bit, where Sodom and Gomorrah and stuff were destroyed. So you're you're talking about these 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 uh, these groups over on the west side. They had been torturing Israel since Israel came out of Egypt. As they're wandering around the desert, they come up to uh, go into the Promised Land after their 40 years in the desert. They say, "Please, can we cross through your?" territory right. through your Moses land. Asked them, Moses right? asked them yeah. this. This was this was, you know, 800 years before Jeremiah now. Right. Can we please cross through your land? No. We will stay on the highway. No. Yeah, we will stay on the road. We will not take even a grape and if we do, we'll give one back. We we will plant, we will do anything if we can just cross through your territory. No. And then they attacked them. You know, they attacked Israel and then Israel got into their land and they were constantly, just constantly. So Obadiah talks about Edom. Nahum talks about these, these countries, these nations. So yeah, we're talking long, long centuries of oppression right. against Israel. Damascus is up in Syria. That's uh, not, it's, it's, it's on its way to Nineveh where jo uh, Jonah talked about. These names show up all over the prophets right so are there any groups of people that should be on this list that that aren't on the list <laughs> uh the one that surprises me honestly is uh lebanon is not on this list which is due north of israel um lebanon is still a problem okay hezbollah is up there and the, as a terrorist right. group um uh, I'm surprised that Lebanon is not on here. We do find them in other prophetic books. We find them mentioned. Um, but Lebanon is sort of between Israel and Syria. So the fact that Damascus is mentioned, um, mm -hmm. I find it interesting. You would see Tyre and Sidon. The, the cities of Tyre yeah. and Sidon right. are modern day, are, would be in modern day Lebanon. Okay. So I'm surprised they're not in here. Especially because there are a couple of... Um, nomadic groups from the Arabian Peninsula, Kedar and um, Hazor, we know almost nothing about them. You know, why, why did they get in here? Right. We're not told. Why is um, Elam in here, Persia, Iran? Well, we're not really told. You know, it just says, here's going to be what happens. Babylon makes sense. Egypt makes sense. Yeah, right, you know, even right. Damascus to a point makes sense. Some of these other ones were like, right. So, so I see a couple big points in, in each of these chapters. They're, they're all completely different, but there are some similarities in yeah. there. There's a, there's a nation, a group of people that are named. Um, then God says what's going to happen to them. And then God says, God gives some prophecy on, well, the, what's going to happen is prophecy. But then God gives more prophecy on what's going to happen to them in the future. Yeah. So, so you kind of have to read it with, with that thought in mind. Um, so, so in other words, Egypt's going to be attacked by King Nebuchadnezzar and army. He's mm -hmm. very specific on, on who's going to attack. Egypt will be utterly defeated 
But later on, people will again live in Egypt. Yeah. Now he's not. He doesn't say it's it's as prosperous as it's going to be before. Right. Doesn't say he's going to be a world a world power, but people will still live there. Yeah. That same thing doesn't happen with all these groups of people. No. <laughs> right. It so does happen. Kinda... It does happen with Jordan. You know. Yeah. So the Moab Ammon area does happen with them, but not with everybody. Uh, I find it interesting that. As nations, or as, you know, whatever, the Moabites, as far as I know, don't exist anymore. The Ammonites don't exist anymore. Egyptians do. Jordanians do. There are still people right. in those areas, even if they're not that specific group. But Egypt is really cool. If you go to Zechariah 14, Egypt is specifically mentioned as a nation that will still exist in the millennium. Wow. Yeah. And they're called out. They're called out. You know, even if the if the Egyptians don't follow this law, I will send no rain on them. But they're still there as a as as an intact nation, whereas some of these won't be. Yeah, the uh, descendants of Israel are specifically uh, brought out. Uh, verse twenty-eight. I, I will indeed discipline you, but only in due measure. I will not allow you to go entirely unpunished. Yeah. Right. So. So not only, I mean, Israel needed to be punished too. Um, so do these, these other nations. It's, yep. it's like God is um, wiping the slate clean. Yeah, yeah. Or mostly clean at uh, one period of time. Yeah. So this would be what would, would be called an ancient, let's say, day of the Lord. Okay. There have right. been many days of the Lord uh, throughout Israel's history, throughout world history. Uh, but nothing like the great and terrible day of the Lord that is still to come. Right. These are sort of like previews of it, and these were pretty bad. So yeah. if they these were this bad, and people were, you know, all but wiped out. Imagine what the future judgment when right. Jesus actually comes to really do business with with people. Yeah, um, we could talk about each one of these. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's worth. It's definitely worth people people reading and uh, taking the time to, you know, know these these real events, real people. Uh, basically, Nebuchadnezzar is coming through to all these places. Yeah, and uh, God is using Nebuchadnezzar to His will. Yeah. So there are a lot of specific names you know the gulf of aqaba is mentioned in here and 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 so just some fun detail i mean it's there it's not a fun section right but right. just some fun detail some fun things to look at and um um yeah so it's not it's not like one of those passages where we're like hey have fun with this but yeah like you said it's worth reading it's right. worth it's worth it's it's worth not just glossing over these are real judgments real people that god uh, the God was talking against, and and he pulls out some of the specific things that he was judging them for, right. and so um, uh, it's not that he has to for no, us, right? Yeah, but it is it is nice to know we have a just God, yeah, and it's doing it for a reason, not just a whim. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some because it's because it's somewhat poetic and it's prophecy. There's some interesting turns of phrase. There's some interesting you know ways that God puts some things in here. So. Uh, don't consider this. I know it's it's easy to look at passages like this sometimes, and we're just like, oh, we, you know, just sort of gloss over it. Yep. You know, put the time into reading it, and I think you will be um, uh, enriched because of it. Yeah. Good so, word. Yeah. I was gonna say rewarded, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. maybe that enriched. too, right? If nothing else, 
um, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, right? Right. So when Paul wrote that in 2 Timothy, Jeremiah had been written a long time earlier, and so it's considered in all scripture. So it is profitable. So... Well, that brings us to the end of this one. We have one more session to go, a little bit more prophecy, and then some historical narrative to finish up next time. And we will be done with the book of Jeremiah. As always, if you have questions and comments, please send those our way. Love to hear those from you. We'll see you back next time then. (laughs) Bye, everybody.